Okay, welcome back. We will go back to a few things that we left off with from last year before Sukkis. I don't think I'm going to get to any new Sukkim today or maybe even next week because we have quite a few Marmachemists to go through still on the rebellion and the coronation of Yayash. Uh, Mr. Shem, tomorrow night we will uh, begin again the Chukasayim Lasalechu Shir. I uh, will go through tomorrow night. I had over Ben Azmanim many emails from uh, Arba Confess Aritz. I guess this is a passionate issue for people <laughs> on all sorts of interesting uh, questions and, uh, and comments. So we'll uh, share that uh, tomorrow night at 9.15 in Mitzvah Shem. Uh, first of all, just a matter of politics, not the presidential election. I wasn't sure about last year. I had to go back and listen to it whether I said Governor Como or Kerry. And I said Como, it's supposed to be Kerry. Just, uh, we were talking about the death penalty and uh, Ramesh's Shuva. So just uh, in case anybody wonders, have Ramesh about a Shuva to Governor Como, uh, which would be physically impossible, although we have the famous Mikhtam Elio, which was written by Elio Anavi many years after his Patira, but uh, it, was, uh, it was a different Tekufa. Shragi, had a very interesting diak. We were in the Gemara about the Gzeira hanging over David Amela for his part in the wiping out of Navir Kainim, which despite the fact we spent most of the year on it last time, I will agree with you, it's still a Chiddush Niflu, but the Gemara reports it as something that David had to deal with and the backdrop of the entire parak of why the Machas Bez Dov was almost wiped out. In the time of Yeish, Yeish is the only surviving member because somebody survived from the Kahuna. And it's all because of what we were describing of Agroma, Shabagroma, Shabagroma, not even Garmi, that he was there and starving and running for his life, had to stop in for some food, he got Lechem upon him, and they gave him a sword because he's going into the wilderness and into Erisplishtim and it was dangerous to walk around unarmed. And he had to do it. So we uh, spent the time discussing... Uh, what the Diktu Kuchut Asaira is on the Tzaddik, and that shouldn't discourage us from trying to become Tzaddikim anyway. And the fact that Davra Melech is Davra Melech, and any um, small little Pagam. Somebody just telling me yesterday, I am not making any claims. I don't know what the source of this is. He told me where it was from. But uh, it sounds like a Chiddush even in Grama Sheba Grama, but it reminded me of this Maisa uh, with David. Uh, we are talking about uh, Yashan and Chadosh, it's now the season, and what a big cool it was in Europe. Uh, they, uh, when people ask me which one should they pick up, Yashan or Chal Yisrael, I said, well, it's a difficult question to answer, because Chal Yisrael in New York is very easy. Yashan is also pretty easy now, come out to every pizza shop and every uh, bakery. But Chal Yisrael has been easier for longer, and they might be used to it better. In terms of, you remember from our Chal Yisrael, Shir Night Seder, in terms of Chumras, Chal Yisrael, uh, from Amesha's vantage point, is still labeled as a Chumra. Yashan, although Amesha would also tell you in his time as a Chumra because the Yashan wasn't being tracked, it wasn't readily available. In terms of the Sugya, it's a Suffolk Daraisa, and Ruben Ruben the Paiskim are clearly on the side that it's an Issa Daraisa and Chuzlars. Whereas Chal of Stam, Chal of Companies, is labeled by many as a Chumra, and even if it's really us, it's an Issa Daraisa. So as the Sugya goes, uh, Yashan is, is much more important 
the minig is more people are makbed al than Yashem. We explained that at the time. So anyway, we're discussing it at the table, and um, one of my family members asked me, why is it that uh, the Chassidim are very makel in, in Yashem? I said, they have a Masera that the Baal Shem Tev, uh, told over that the Bach got quite a uh, Shalom Aleichem in the Elam Ames, and they called off Gehenim because he was the one who was makel. He's a minority opinion. He held that it does not apply in Chaslarts, and the Baal Shem Tev to- said that... Um, I once researched this, the big Shiloh, what the Baal Shem Tev said over here, but the, the Messiah is that the final upshot was that you can rely on the Bach and that they called off Gehenim because he's Malamis Chus and Klai Now, just bear in mind, there had to be Malamis Chus because there was nothing to eat. And they were Makel for centuries and very few people were Machmir because you couldn't track it. They didn't have much stockpiles, much of a stockpile of grain and they would starve, which Baruch Hashem isn't true in America anymore. Just got to watch out for the bugs as they store it more. But we got up a good storage facility. So, uh, he mentioned that uh, the other thing they say about the Bach is when he got to uh, the Elam Emes, besides the the only taina uh, on him, the only Avery he had was that once he was within earshot of a Shor and a Chamor that were, that were harnessed together which is, we didn't do anything wrong yet, but if they're sitting there and somebody starts doing harisha, or they start going, because you tell them to go, that's going to be a sederaisa, and the Bach sneezed, and because of that, they moved a couple of Amis. That's like, not even, like, I, I, again, I'm not taking, it, it, it sounds, you know, it sounds interesting, right? He should be culpable because they moved, and if he, if he tells them, move, then that's talking as the racer, whether you're doing plowing or not. But even to contemplate whether the story is true, I have no idea. But even to contemplate, they would only say the story about the Bach. They wouldn't say the story about me and you, because that's the only affair they could find, is that he caused Derek Grama, Ba'inus Gummer, Ba'inus Gummer. He made a noise and then it moved. So what's the, but for the Bach. So it reminded me of this Maiseh uh, with So we advanced different theories. So Shragi wanted to say, that if you look at the psukim, in the middle, first he asks for food, and then in the middle it mentions that Doig was there, and then afterwards it says he asked for the sword. So Shragi's conjecture is that when he asked for the food, he's about to pass out. So they had no choice, and they, they said, but nobody chulun over here, they had to give him things only mutulukayin. And Doig might have been there the whole time, but the puzzle doesn't mention it because that you can't blame him for. Then he asked for a sword. Perhaps that's something he should have realized if Shaul finds out about this and he doesn't understand the story that I told him, I'm working for you and I'm on the cover mission, I'm the son of law and I'm a general in the army. The whole story he told him, they might get in big trouble by giving him a sword. And before that request, it mentions Doig was there, perhaps he should have realized that this Doig is going to report. It's possible Doig reported both of it, both, both stories, both the food and the... Uh, and the sword, but just an interesting diak, uh, maybe that's the Midi Kenegamida, why in our Gemara he was almost killed by Yushbi Benoiv, Midi Kenegamida, the, the sword, and he almost got uh, killed by a sword, javelin, whatever it was, and perhaps that's the Midi Kenegamida. So I, it's an interesting uh, theory. Again, we're still left wondering and, and amazed that uh, this Gromish of a Grom on something that the food was an immediate problem to travel anywhere alone without a weapon. Is uh, dangerous. Um, I mentioned uh, Shragi. I think I mentioned to you when you told me this idea that it's also ironic that he went to Eretz Plishtim 
the sword did him no good and that he had to feign insanity because they recognized him and the only way he can get out, one sword against a million pollution is not going to do anything. So he got out of it, not with the sword, ironically, which would fit in with his dig, but with some other ploy. So whatever it is, you have to be extra careful that you don't cause any damage, even if it's Derek Agav and people are looking, and uh, you got to consider that. Yes? It's possible that even if, even if Doeg had reported him, if he had only taken food, it's possible that Shul wouldn't have been as incensed and held the... Yes, it was worse. Mm-hmm. Because it, it looks much worse if they're That's what Tragi was trying to say, yeah. So it, it certainly is, and the fact that Doeg's mentioned in between is certainly an interesting... Uh, Interesting diak and a possibility. Uh, the second thing I want to point out, go back to the Gemara. Just I want to show you one other thing. Go back to the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Sadehem, and I'll, if you have it, one of your three copies in front of you. Were the copies given out? I put out three copies last night. None of them are there? In the front uh, table? That's not good. Somebody put them back. You have, uh, might be another two there, what? Right? He hasn't. Is that the Gemara Sanhedrin Sadiheim? Sadiq Sif, there's uh, another two underneath, because we're going to need all three. Is there uh, somebody probably just put it back in the file? Yeah. What? He has one. Yes, yes, that's correct. Okay, thank you. If you remember, the original deal that David agreed upon with Akash Baruch Hu, so to speak, he was given a choice of Einshim, which is rare. Normally in Leilainu, a Kapara is needed, there's no multiple choice. Here the choice was, do you want to be captured by your enemy, or do you want your children to be wiped out? No, David figured that's a no-brainer. No, I don't want my children to get hurt, and I need Malchus Bez David, one second. And um, he chose uh, to... He was already king for a while. He said, look, I, if it happens to happen, it'll happen to me. And uh, he chose the former, not the latter. Yes? Is it possible that Hashem, the reason why Hashem gave you the choice is that really the Iker, the Iker punishment, Vidic Megavida, would have been the second one, which is the, the, the nice that happened with But that he gave David the chance to actually choose something where he would sacrifice himself, which gave him a kapara of Misa, even though he didn't actually die. Well, certainly the fright of what he went through with Yishbi Benoiv. Remember, Yishbi threw him in the air and was about to land on his uh, javelin. Like, he can't get worse. That's like putting somebody on the gallows, which the uh, Nazis in Mahshimam did, uh, sometimes for sport, and they would uh, take him down. Most of the time they wouldn't, but they would, the early stages, they would take him down when he was uh, almost dead. Uh, so the fright of going through that certainly is a tremendous kapara and he was saved at the last moment. Uh, the question is, and your point is what I want to get to, if you take a look back in the Gemara, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines down from the bottom, Amar Vishai. Vishai showed up at the last moment. Amar Vishai, Shem Mukman Ladovit Ben Shmailar. He said the Shem of Farish, and David did not fall down on the sword javelin. He was saved, and now he's suspended, and then he got him down safely. Vanei Malei, why didn't David say it himself? 
And Chayvish Malsi as Asma Mibes Asurim, when you're in the Matzav, even if you know the Shame of Farish, as David Mal did, he wasn't able to save himself. Avishai had to help him. Amalai, my boy is Hacha. So he asked David Mal, what are you doing here? Amalai, Hachi, Amalai, Kutcher, Brichu, Vahachi, Ahadrilai. Somebody had asked me, did, uh, did Avishai uh, find out over here about the deal? It says clearly over here that he asked him, what's going on? Like, how'd you get into this mess? So he said, I understand now. I was originally out on target practice and I was lured into enemy territory. I didn't realize. And now I realize it's the fulfillment of HaKosh Baruch Hu's and I was supposed to be killed. And you just saved me, which if he understood that was a Gzeira, so he might at this point still understand that uh, it's not over yet. So Avishai told him, begged him, This is quickly changed to choice number two. Why? He says an expression, Barbarach, Kira, Lisbon, your descendants should sell wax. I guess that was a very Napakavadik Panasa then, I'm not sure why. Usually it's the Gemara's expression is Mahapech Nevele Bashuk. But okay, I guess this was a runner up. And you don't have to have the Ola on yourself. And interestingly enough, David Amelech agreed. So why did he agree? So perhaps you're saying, well, he might have understood at this point that he almost went through a thousand deaths just now. And some of the Kapur is there. At this point, he might figure, there'll be a Gazera hanging over my family, which he didn't want. But you know, between now and then, Yigadavin, they do more tshuva, a lot of siyat deshmaya. So he figured, Dayat Sarbashaita. That's what I think this far is. And he agreed. Help me get rid of Yishbi, Hanadesiv, Yazlavishab, and Surya. And they killed him and they got rid of him. So I think that's an important point. David Amalekh did not hold to this far Metchila. First he said, uh, my, my children, my descendants, that's horrible. I'm not touching them. If you have to take me, take me. And Avishai somehow, this is a pretty deep machlekes, Avishai said, no, you're Melech Yisrael, we need you now. And what's going to be later is going to be later. And Dayat Tzar B'Shaita. Dayat if this far is correct, that, that's an important application I once mentioned, I think, in Shir. I had a friend uh, who was, uh, later many years ago, he was going through uh, some turbulence, and he, uh, he said, Baruch Hashem, he was, um, he was an Ishmaiman, a very from uh, person, and uh, he was holding his bitachon amuna, and he said, "I always remember datsab." And he always kept saying datsab. And I worked up the courage uh, to ask him. I'm going to pry too much. He's saying datsab. He was he was significantly older than me at the time. Uh, so I said, "By the way, what does datsab stand for?" Never heard the Russia Tavis. I heard a lot of Russia Tavis. So he says it stands for diet sar I Thought that was phenomenal. So he kept saying that. He said, look, he'll get through it one, one piece by one piece. He'll deal with that next week. And that's not a gay until a month from now. And uh, most people get uh, <coughs> thrown into the matzav and they put themselves in too much pressure. They're trying to solve every problem at once. And there are two mistakes. The first part of the sentence, trying to solve every problem. That's a big mistake. I still hear people talking like this. I had this last week with somebody. And he said, uh, we've got to find a solution. I said, by the way, I hate to... Um, Sound, this is going to sound pessimistic, but I mean in an optimistic way. Not every problem could be solved. He thought that was a Chiddush Nifla. I said, if you haven't figured that out yet, you're going to have a lot of Agmas Nefesh. You have a right to continue to dive in as long as you want, and you can work on it, but you can't assume that, assuming every problem you solve is, is assuming that a Baruch Hu sort of is not the Rahman Islam watching and that something went wrong. Maybe this is the way it's supposed to be. That's number one. The second thing is solving every problem now. Even if you could solve a problem, if you try to do everything at once, 
you're not going to survive the experience. So Davra Malach at this point might have agreed with Avishai and says, you know what, I, possibly part of it was the kapara that he already got, and even without that, he figured, you know what, uh, it didn't say when my family would be in danger, and the taka happened many generations later. So he said, between now and then, a lot can happen. So, diet are b'shaita. And he switched it. I think that's uh, just an interesting hashkafic point. Let's go to the Rambam you have in front of you. This is very important for the near catastrophe of Malchus Beis David that we're dealing with in this parak. Uh, for all of you who grew up on Marcus Lehman, so um, we have a copy. Every copy of the Rambam, we give out three three different copies. For all of you who grew up uh, with Marcus Lehman, this is Girsid Yankasus. I hope I'm remembering the facts correctly. Uh, Marcus Lehman, before Art Scroll and um, everything else, was like the only thing in print for like 300 years. It's a pellet. 200 years. What was he? In Germany in the 1800s, no? So uh, he wrote one of his classics was Bustanai. Am I remembering correctly? So, Bustanai. Ever read Bustanai? Bustanai. This is Girsid Yankasus. So I, I think I'm getting this right, but the Bustanai was, according to the storyline, uh, another Tkufa where he was the sole remaining survivor of Machas Beis David, and it talks about how uh, he was El Gadula, didn't become king, it was already uh, after the uh, Hurban, but how he was saved and how he became an important uh, um, Stadlin for the, for the Jews and how he did a lot for Klai Yisrael. Apparently, this was not the only Tkufa when they were almost wiped out, but that is Gullah's condition. Bustanai was already at a time where Everything in Gullus was hanging by a hair. Over here, the Besamitish is still very much standing. As a matter of fact, we're going to fix it up in the next parak. And uh, there's still ways to go in Bayez Rishon. And the family is down to one, not, not even one man, but one infant. So this is very precarious. And the reason it survives is really the overview of this Ramam. So Lahalacha, this is important. Take a look at Lahal Zayin. It's in Hochz Malachim Perik Aleph for Lahal Zayin. Shemamidin Amelach Meishchan Sabe Shemen Amishcha. You appoint the first king. Use Shemen Amishcha for Malchus Beis David. It's Shemen Zayis for any other Melech. It's Shemen Afarisim to show the Chiluk. Shnei Mavikah Shmuel's Pach Hashem Vitzak Al Rosha Vishakeu. Interestingly enough, um, probably about a month and a half or so, when we go back to the Ksiva Sefer Teres Sugya Shabbos afternoon, there's a um, Fascinating piece with the Melech's role in holding a Sefer Terror and when the Meshicha was Chal. Remember with Novel and Abigail, Davin Mal thought he was king, Abigail tiny wasn't, and her husband wasn't Chayamisa yet, and she was right, and he was Maida. Uh, the Meshicha was done by Shmuel. question is, was it Chal then and not fully Chal, or was it supposed to be Chal later? So just keep that in mind, we're going to get back to that. But this was the um, Meshicha that's going to have a Hemshech, which the Rambam says in the next line. Now, the Rambam sounds like he's talking about any Malucha here. Shoal, which we'll get to in a moment, uh, was also Nimshach, and had nothing gone wrong, everything went wrong, so he lost the Malucha. Had nothing gone wrong, what would have happened to him? If Malchus is, by definition, a Yerusha, like any position of authority, so what would have happened had he stayed? We'll address that soon. If the only heir to the throne is a small child, like Yeish in our parak, do you appoint a regent? 
and he watches over him, trains him, and in this case, Machanachim, and he'll um, take over when he's ready. Our case, the way it works is if the prince is Roy Lakach, Roy doesn't mean he has to know everything, just means he has to be Roy and we will train him. He goes by Bechar, he's not Roy or he's not around, the next one, anybody who's online for Yerusha, Kaidim, Kaidim, Tchilu. Ben Agoda, Kaidim, Lakat, Mimenu. Vila Malchus, Bavad, Ram says, A kol sraras cholamunyan should be Yisrael Yerusha, Lebenoi, Leben Benoi, Ad Eilam. People think nepotism is a negative word, and it is when you're talking about a situation where it shouldn't be going to children at all. Um, if you have a public corporation, there's a CEO, and he wants his son to take over, the board of directors and the stockholders are not obligated to give it to the son. We're only talking about public positions that are serving public servants, that are serving the cloud. Um, the Pashas is that's the way it goes. And if we have an investment and we have uh, 10,000 shareholders, they get to vote who it's going to be. It doesn't have all things are equal. It would probably be hashkafically correct. But in essence, nepotism, where people have the most tainas in public areas, is where they think it's usher. Not only is it usher, but it's a chiv. That's a surprise to a lot of people. He has to be Mamalamakma's father. Chachman Chachman doesn't mean experience. We'll train him. We'll get the experience. Chachman means inherent Chachman Yira. And even with that, if he has the Yira Shemayim, and he'll do the right thing, even though he doesn't have as much and we teach him, and if he has any amount of Chachma that he's it's learnable, then we appoint him. Which means you have two brothers. One has Yerushalayim, one doesn't. Even if the Bachar is the one that's clearly a Bachar and talented in other ways and has Chachma, but the Yerushalayim is lacking, we do not appoint them. We go to the next brother. Sahedrin is here to figure that out and choose the next Melech. Now, Shal died at Tzaddik, but things went wrong. He lost the chance to stay in some form of power. Once David is Nimshach, he's now Zeche forever. This is very important to say for all of Nabi. He's Zeche Ad Oilam, which means he can never lose it. There's a promise. However, there were many from Malchus Beis David We'll yet learn about some of them who were not Kshem at all. They were Abdel Azar. There were more about the Azar Sashvatim, but there were plenty by Malchus Beis David who really were doing the wrong thing and they should not be sitting on the throne. That was illegal. However, and ultimately they lost the throne and got killed. However, the zigzag and the Navi and the history is that even if something goes wrong for a generation or two, the promise is it'll go back. And the Rambam spells that out. They only have a right to sit there if they're from. It will never be totally lost. Which means that Hashem promised and will always be in the family even if there's an apparition of a generation or two where they don't belong. And I'll get to in one minute. Um, let me just read one more even though the bracket is over here. 
two more lachas. Navi shehemid melech mishar shifti yisrael ve'yisam melech adah b'derech atayr mitzvah nochem b'chamas Hashem like Shaul or the other melechim from the Aser Shvatim. If they're from and doing the right thing and fighting the melechamas, ha'reza melech v'chalamitzus hamachas nahegas boy. That's important for all of Navi. The other melechim who akshayim had a din of a melech. The beginning, Yeruvim was a tzaddik, and Achiyah Shalani appointed him. That's not exactly the same kasher. Benisa the David sounds like the same exact thing. It's the same promise. That the Raman says is not true because if he does averus, he will lose it, and even he didn't lose it right away. He lost it after a few deris, but it didn't come back. And even when Malchus David was punished with the losing of most of the kingdom, the promise always was he's going to be Malach of Yehuda, and we'll leave him one other shevet, which was Binyamin. One more test. As we said, even though the Rambam said in Allah Ches that Achia promised that if you're good, it'll stay. Means it's not a guarantee, and if something goes wrong, once he loses it, he will lose it, as opposed to What would have happened to Yeruvim? Because in Allah Ches, it seems to say, had he done the right thing, Achiyashalet, he promised it. So the answer is the same answer to what would have happened to Sholem Elach had everything went smoothly. Sholem Elach won't shave it. He was in Shevet Binyamin. That's not the Shevet Amalucha. So they already knew it was temporary, and we explained. Ten years ago, when we discussed uh, Shaul, that he was the uh, best man picked after a request that was not said over well. It was a chutzpah, and they were asking for the wrong reasons, and Hashem, almost kaviyacho, in anger, said, oh, you want a king, try this out. He was in a very difficult position because the time was not right to have a king. And with that, he made mistakes. If you look at the Ravid, the reason I'm calling the Ravid is usually the Ravid's arguing the Rambam. It's not clear over here whether this could be what the Rambam meant. I uh, see the Ravid. Three lines down. We just said that they get to keep it. Now the Rambam says they lose it, but if it goes Birusha, why shouldn't he keep it? He wouldn't have lost it. Like a Caesar and a vice Caesar, or a president and a vice president. Which means, in the same shot, would have been for Shoal. What would have happened to Shoal? Answer is Yenison already saw this. He recognized the superiority of David. He recognized that he's from Yehuda, they're from Yom, and he, he knew all that. And he basically said to David, If you become king, I'm right behind you, and I'll be in the cabinet and I'll help you out. So he would have been the Secretary of State or the Vice King, whatever office you want to make. And they would have shared power somewhat, but sharing power, again, is a, in a democracy really gets nothing done, but it has milas. A king, there has to be one leader, as Hashem said to Yoshua. Take a makel and haked al kadam. You got somebody's got to make decisions. There would have been one king, David, and his descendants. Shaul would have been helping. Perhaps the Rabbi Menavot would have been helping had the kingdom been joined. And um, it's possible the Ramam would agree with that shot uh, that the Ravid is suggesting. Okay, we had a hand before. Uh, we had two hands. Somebody, what? You had a hand? Okay, yep. We'll get to the other two hands also. Yeah.
didn't advise us the Maraglim, which is a disaster, and this, which is a disaster. Right. right. Which is a difficult part in Ashkafam because... Uh, no, but they're both, they have, there are very few cases in Tanakh, and these are probably the only two I can think of, matter of fact. And the Tzad Shava is that, at the end of the day, people have Bechira. And if Hashem gets too involved, so to speak, uh, it's going to take away the balance of Bechira, and that's not what a Kosh Baruch Hu wants. Hashem wants to give us Schar. So Moshe Rabbeinu was nervous about it, and he asked the Kosh Baruch Hu, and Kosh Baruch Hu's Marambe's Shlach Lecha, it's your decision. And we read the Rashi's wondering, it's so clear. L'chah, you, it's that. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu realize that? The answer is, this is all the, the Chazal is giving you the insight of how you could see clearly in 2020 hindsight how precarious it was. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have access to this or else he wouldn't have sent them. And he was nervous and he didn't want to send them because uh, he held it was a breach of Amuna. But he's afraid if he didn't send them, they'd say, Moshe Rabbeinu, you're hiding something and it would cause more problems. So he decided to send. He was nervous. He davened for Yeshua Benun. In hindsight, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't punished for this, but in hindsight, it wasn't a great idea. Over here, it's the same story. They asked for a king, and Shmuel and Avi told them, what do you want a king for? We have a, we're in a high madrega, and a king, as we explained from Victor Miller, was, it's only a concession. When you go down to the madrega, you need a king to enforce halacha and break the hands of Rishayim. So then, a king is a good idea. Otherwise, you're surrendering your power to somebody. If he goes off, he's going to bring you all with him, which happened plenty, and we're going to have it again with Yayash soon. So, absolutely, he davened so hard that when the bad news came, he was losing the luch. He stayed up all night davening, and he was inconsolable. So it was a very difficult kufa, and the people asking for it, so you're going to say, no, you're in a higher madrega. But we're asking for it, so by definition, they created a new lower madrega, which in the rules of Bitochen and Bechira, if you keep on pushing a madrega that's over here, even though Hashem says, come up here, you'll have motziat deshmaya, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will say it once, Be'baramiz it, twice. If a person doesn't choose, if it's not an Avera per se, and even if it is, if he pushes hard enough, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to stop it. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave it to them. Ah, it's an Avera, it's not an Avera. They asked for a king. No, it's a Dereza, they asked for a king. They just, Shmuel and Avi didn't like the way it came out. Some people met Mola Shem Shemayim, others wanted to copy Lumas Eilam, as the Pasuk says. It wasn't a great idea. And that's why he was Maramez, they shouldn't do it, but after a couple of Ramaz and he didn't go over. So that's the Tzadah Shavu between the two cases. They did worse. Shaul made calculated errors. He was too weak a figure because he was too humble. If that can be possible, it was by Shaul. He was picked because of his sitkas and his anivas, and his anivas was his undoing. He had to change that to, to act as king, and the people made fun of him and became king. He should have punished them right away, and he didn't. And then he listened to the people by a mullik, and they, they said, let's keep the animals, and he, he listened too much to the people. So, again, both those cases are very complicated because had it been in Isla Raisa, Hashem wouldn't say, send them. And Hashem wouldn't say, take the king. Yes? So, I have two questions. The first one, the first one. What's the natural meaning of whether or not, whether Rob mentioned the Kilah and thought it had Meshikah or it didn't have Meshikah? Well, the Rambam, the next Allah, just points out we don't give Meshikah or Shem and Meshikah to somebody who's not from Machaz Beis David, it's reserved for Machaz Beis David. The Nafkamina, when the Meshikah was Chav, when the Machaz was Chav, will be a huge Nafkamina. We're going to get to that. Um, it's well, in a different. Yeah, Shaila's when the Machaz was Chal. But not, that's not, not for this Sugya, but I, I admit to Shem, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, the, the other um, very important Ashkafa, uh, which um, we'll get to you afterwards, because I, I, I want to go to the Peleas, so remember the question, uh, is that 
the um, similarity between the choosing of Malchus David from the Sitkas of David and the choosing of Klai Yisrael from the other Sikadashim is strikingly similar. Uh, the theme that goes to all of Bracious and the rest of Chumash and all of our tefillahs, we keep invoking Avram Yitzhak Yankiv as a schus, Stashman Esrei with it, and with the Amenifchar because of Avram Yitzhak Yankiv, Moshe ben Davening, the Zachar, the Ovis, and he promised them. It's a major, major center of the uh, protection, development and protection of Klai Yisrael. In a similar vein, uh, Davon Amalach was chosen, and the Rambam here is, this is the Yad HaZok, this is not the Marin of Ruchim. The Rambam spends a lot of time, which is read, on giving across what seems to be a hashkafa. Talach also, he can't lose it, but the hashkafa, he keeps showing, David Bezeichen, Hashem promised him, and there's a dinner Yerusha, which is a halacha, but there's an important hashkafa behind this. And that is, the reason why Klai Yisrael is here, because the other uh, shows us a rule, that uh, if somebody does something that's so great, off the charts, no one else is doing, and is a trailblazer, they'll not only get schai for what they're doing, often if they're the first ones doing it, they will get not only the schai for themselves, but they will be the leaders and the people who begin something new, in case of the Avazakadesh of Klai Yisrael, can't get more important than that, in case of the Melech And once they have that, it's the same promise. They can never lose it. No matter what happens to Klai Yisrael, even when he sort of said he wants to trade us in, the deal was he's going to trade us in for B'nai Moshe. The deal was that Moshe Rabbeinu's children will become the new Klai Yisrael. Not the Klai Yisrael is going to be destroyed. And Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah was not you promised the Avazakadesh of Klai Yisrael won't be destroyed because they're going to him. He said, you promised that there'll be Klai Yisrael. All the shift they call. So it can't just be me. David Melch the same thing. He was Zeicha to do something which nobody else ever did. Shall try, but it didn't work, and that is use all your midas and ben your for the job at hand because leadership is central to Klai Yisrael. And David Amalek became the classical example of a leader who had enough on Ivus to not put himself involved in anything. He didn't take anything personally, otherwise, he never would have survived one day. He had so many enemies, and people always out to get him, and people always talk Lashonar about him. He wrote a lot of Tehillim about it, but he never caved in. And yet, Shaul also had that on Ivus. But at the same time, he was able to exercise tremendous backbone and was very assertive when he had to to build the country and run the country. And he was the first person who was able to do that. And he was chosen, obviously given a very heavy neshama, but he had Bechira. And as we spoke about many times, as recently as Shabbat Shuva, if anybody had an excuse not to perform in life, it was David Melch. He was born, thrown into the doghouse. They wanted to kill him. They cast him away. He didn't have a family, basically. Nobody talked to him, his brothers, his parents left to his own devices. If anybody had a right to fail, it was David Amalek. And not only did he pass his own personal assignment, but he was to something with Deri Deris. Nobody else has that deal. A person, this chus of us. You can do good things and have chusim for your children. But there isn't, unfortunately, um, it's, uh, it's the design because everybody has to act on their own initiative. But no matter what you do in life, your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren are not assured to be tzaddikim. That's the way it is. David Amalek here gets the promise, the only other promise I can think of is the other Sekadeshim, is that now he has his dynasty and he's never going to lose it and whoever does the wrong thing, they're going to lose it, but it's going to bounce back. That's similar to the promise to Klai Yisrael. Nobody else has that. It's a pretty amazing... There is Chosavis. The more you do, the higher plateau your children start and they'll have extra Siat and all that is good. Chosavis and Yichus is Gavaldi. But there's no promise. David Amalek got that promise. And that's, I think, the Hashkafa behind this Rambam. On that positive note, let's go to the Pele Yates. Yes. Who? Hi. Who's about the first Kabbalah? Yeah. 
Kayan brought the first Karbonas, say, yeah, that didn't go very well. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, he brought the first Karbonas, he bought the first, he, he displayed the first stinginess and cheapness in the world. Uh, I nicely didn't try to be Don Lekav's chus. He had the first chutzpah to out of all the goodness Hashem gave him the whole world worth trillions and trillions of dollars and he brought like the lousiest grains he could find because he couldn't spare a dime because he was cheap. That's well, not... Uh, he Hevel brought a nice fat animal that was worth a lot of money. After, I don't know that he didn't think of the idea beforehand. I don't know. Maybe, look, I guess, you know, Kayan, we can't understand the greatness of anybody second generation mankind, but you're saying he inspired Hevel? Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm not even sure about that. You say Hevel had no clue to bring a carbon until he saw him do that, and then he said, uh, nice idea, horrible application, I'll do it better? Maybe. I don't know. You have to bring a riot to that. Possible. Uh, so maybe get some schar for that. Somebody, uh, I think we were discussing yesterday's Shal Shudis, and yesterday's Joshua, we discussed how Hevel looked like he was gone, he was killed, and where's the justice? And he's the one who carries us through history with Nayach and Moshe Rabbeinu and the Gilgulim, Chase and Nayach and, uh, and Moshe Rabbeinu, and Kayin uh, comes the Mabel, he's completely finished. So a few people asked me, I think he asked me, Shal Shudis, uh, wasn't Nayach's wife from Kayin? The answer is yes. So there was some tiny amount left. But by the Umas like by Shvatim, it only goes by the father. So we look at it, Ke'ilu, there was nothing left. So maybe that's the redeeming quality, that something was left because he thought of the idea. But that was, um, as we learned in the Gemara and Sukkah, by the Sugiwan about the Gezel by Karbonus, Kashbarach, who was very Kaviyachal, uh, unhappy when you bring him the animal that's lame or blind or sick or Shvach or supposed to bring from the best of the best, not that Hashem needs our gifts. It shows that you're giving something, and if you pick the thing that you don't need anyway, you only give stalker when it's tax-deductible, so um, that shows something. Tax-deduction is gewaldic, it encourages us to give more, but if like a guy gets you and he says, I really need $10, and sorry, I don't have a checkbook on me, and I can't afford it, because it's not tax-deductible, so that, Shailiz, how much are you, uh, how much are you giving, a dollar on the dollar, 50 cents on the dollar, that's the, uh, that's the Shailiz. Okay, let's see the Peleyets. We started the entry on page Sadi Hay yesterday on, no, I'm sorry, on Sadi Tess yesterday of Siog. And Siog is all about Chazal making Xeris to protect us from Isurim. And they have many Xeris, and his first opening line from the Gemara is that uh, everything's a little plug, with very few exceptions. <laughs> I say everything, every rule has exceptions, but out of hundreds of Xeris, you can count them in your fingers. And the person has no right to say, I know the reason, I know the only reason, it doesn't apply to me, and it's not going to happen, and don't worry. And the Zonagun reiterates uh, that uh, we don't know half of the reasons behind it, and there could be many hidden reasons. And the person has to be extra careful to not share with an Amara, it's too much background if he's going to take it and twist it around. Which he gets to now on the top line of page Kuf. Va'oid. Mitamachar and Yaimer, we see at the top line. Shain Roy Lagalas Lamaritz, Yisurim Shain Medabon of a time of an Imukam. He says if the Amaritz is not going to know that it's uh, not touchable and it's a low plug and you can't uh, bend it and fool around with it, and Yavo Lahokal of Fimi, a Daita Makaizev, according to their Kurma Shkofas, they're going to start being Makal. Frabena Risi Shechad. Interesting. Uh, this. Um, a similar story is told out by the Archa Shochan. We learned this in Shia last year. 
not the same story and is not quoting, it just, it's an interesting example because when it comes to Chal Yisrael, people before Chalva companies, before America, before government control, people had this thing that, yeah, Chal Yisrael, it's a Chal of Chazer. I know this guy, he wouldn't give me Chal of Chazer. Um, it's a low plug, and uh, Chazal were concerned for the one time every 100 years it might happen, and it would happen more. Just like they worried about the Gezer Shemri Yavrena Dalaramas for the Shreif and the Lulav, and they canceled Shreifer for the one guy it might carry in the next 300 years that we mentioned yesterday. So he tells him, I said, his time, he says he had some Yerushalayim. Normally he was Nizer and Chal Yisrael. If he got it from a guy, he had an idea, which he thought of, which was uh, wrong. He said, I'm not going to drink uh, straight Chal from a guy because I didn't see him milking it. So he took it home and he put it downstairs in the cellar and it freezes then. He put it downstairs in a cold area to have it uh, congeal, have it somewhat freeze. What's that? And then he, then he ate it. Probably defrosted it and then he drank it. What was he thinking? Since butter is mutter, which itself is a machlekes in minhagim, whether we eat butter or not, now the butter has chalav, extra chalav added. But uh, there were minhagim, many cities, butter was okay. Why is butter okay? Because tray for milk doesn't turn to butter. And even though the Gemara says, well, after you make butter, if you had trafer milk, the runoff that might be in the pockets of the butter is still some trafer milk if trafer milk was mixed in. And the Gemara says, yeah, but the farmer who's a guy is not going to take trafer milk to use it because that's a waste. So if he's milking it for butter, then he knows that it's only cow's milk. So if there's a heter, the various menhagim, whether we make lamachmer, the heter is based on the fact that only when he knows he's doing it, Daf going to make butter. This guy got a number of things wrong because he decided he's going to play around with Gezeris Chazam. He says, no, they're not butter. Mishum Chalav Tameh and Nikva, since we know that Chalav Tameh doesn't turn to butter. So therefore, as Cain got money, he got the science wrong also. He said, Chalav of a chazer is nikfa. Nikfa means to congeal, but doesn't really mean that. It means what's the term by butter when you uh, you churn it? But what does it do? It cur- there's, there's another. There's a better scientific term for it. And this guy said, "No, it's just becoming hard." So you know what? I'll take the regular milk home that I didn't see him milk, and I'll put it in my cellar, and it'll also turn hard. And then it's butter. So the guy doesn't know what the original reason was, what the reason for the heter was, and he decided to paskin that that's going to make it mutter. There's no shaykes. The other. And what he didn't know is that it's only going to work if the guy knows he's making it the butter, because then he's not going to milk a chazer for it. He's only going to use cow's milk. And even if his plan did work and he was trying to make it into butter himself, it would still be usher, because if the guy milked it stam, that means he could have used chazer milk, and the fact you make it the butter is not going to help, because residue will still be there. And he'll still have some residue which is going to be a problem. So even if he took it to a cell and he's trying to make butter, it's not going to work once the guy made it for Stam, the open market. This is true for butter companies today. If they're, if they're, not, if they're buying it off the open market, it was milk for milk already, that heter wouldn't apply. There are people who don't think and others say, "Now I know this guy. He only likes dealing with cows. He's not going to do that to me." 
וכן על זה הדרך בכמה יסרם עשו להוקל, עשו שוב מהדוכים ותנו של יצהרם. וכן כפיידו לכם הסתר דבר בדבר המעילה, זה בטר ג'סט don't talk about the fact that even as the Rabbana keep the reason quiet because they're just going to be makalkal from with the information. Now, again, the age of information, you've got to know how to do this, how to apply it. If he really wants to know, you've got to walk with the whole sugib. You've got to reiterate over and over again. It's a low plug. If you remember, his Maisa, uh, this is a long time afterwards in a different city, in a different part of Europe, and he said he overheard um, two businessmen who ultimately came to him, I think, with the Shaila, came for uh, a chuva process. They had for years been on business eating by a certain coffee shop, and they were kosher, God-fearing Jews who um, had coffee there. And we could buy black coffee with a guy. Maybe the Starbucks are getting complicated with all the other dishes and food they're eating. Okay. So um, they were eating at a coffee shop. What can be wrong? They once commented to the proprietor, said, you know, uh, this uh, coffee is delicious. Uh, what do you put in it? Uh, apparently they thought they had checked with some pirate creamer. I don't know what pirate creamer they had on the market or what they were thinking. Uh, but they said it really is a, a special taste. And the guy said, Lafituma, he said, uh, I have a, a secret uh, ingredient which I'll share with you because you guys are very good customers. These are well-to-do businessmen. He said, I have uh, from my slaughterhouse, I have a lot of cow's brains left as a real mice. that so the puts this in. And I grind them up and, uh, and pulverize it and it, it comes out a, a beautiful oil which mixes very well with coffee. That gives it that very schmaltzy feeling. I don't know why you'd want schmaltz with coffee, but you had to be there, I guess. Um, and uh, they realized they had been eating Nevelis and Trefus uh, the entire time, and they were sick about it, and they came uh, for truth. The Elchshon tells over the story. And had they not been assuming it was either some other pyrosaurus, they didn't have pyro creamer then, they wouldn't have... They, they, yes, and they said, what were you thinking? So I figured it was regular milk. How many... They don't have chazer here. They milk cow's milk. The answer is, yeah, but that's a gazer. It's a low plug. It's a wild story, but that's why they made a low plug. Okay, in America, again, there's room to be makeover, but that's part of the shaylub.